Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. just thinking as I got up this morning, what is it that I hear? And um, I reflected on how my mother used to put her favorite verses on three by five cards and just write them down. And uh, when she was sick 21 years ago, she carried around uh, a verse in her own handwriting uh, that really talked uh, about and gave her peace. And uh, when she passed, I was going through her things and, uh, and found the, the card and decided to laminate it so I could keep it. And I carry that card uh, around me, around with me also. And it's an Isaiah 41:10 verse. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for you are, for you are my God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so I'm going to put this card of remembrance uh, of my mother right beside me. Well, good morning. I'd like to thank the pastor and I'd like to thank God for this opportunity to stand before you here on this Mother's Day. Um, I also would like uh, to thank you for the opportunity of uh, getting out of my athletic wear. I don't know if I've worn uh, yoga pants for quite this long consecutively, so uh, it's good to, uh, to put a little lipstick on and, and come to greet you this morning. So let us pray. Oh dear Father, oh dear God, we uh, just thank you, we just thank you uh, for the opportunity to come and praise your holy name. We don't take it uh, lightly that you have given us this opportunity to come, to be, to be alive, to wake up and, and see your glorious day. So dear Lord, I pray uh, that we would hear with new ears, that we would see with new eyes, and that especially you would touch and transform our hearts so that we can hear a new fresh word from you. So dear Lord, we know uh, that uh, we need you every hour, every moment, we need you. So dear Lord, I, I thank you and I 
offer uh, my heart to you, and so may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, because we need you, especially in a time such as this. My uh, son Tyler uh, told me uh, last night, he said, you know, Mom, uh, during COVID days, you know, we may still be in bed at 10 o'clock. Uh, and so don't tarry with what you have to say because you don't want us to go back to sleep. So I'm going to take that to heart, Tyler. In a time such as this, with so much uncertainty around us, it seems that all we really know is how much we don't know. And in a time such as this, we find ourselves in a place where there seems to be no end in sight. In a time such as this, we have more questions than answers, and we wonder where we are going and how we will get there. Resources are scarce, and sadly, people are suffering and dying too often all alone. We have lost confidence in some of the people well, that we have elected to lead us, and this pandemic has shattered our sense of what is normal. As moms and caretakers, we are trying to create a new normal. We are ultimately reminded that no matter how much authority we think we have, how many degrees we have, how much is in our bank account, how much science we have at our disposal, we are not in control. At such a time as this, in COVID-19 days, we must trust God as never before. These are certainly uncertain times, and I imagine it's not like uh, what Esther faced all those years ago. Times have changed but uncertainty has not. Our Old Testament scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Esther. The story of Esther is set 100 years after the Babylonian exile of the Jews from their land. And while some Jews did return to Jerusalem, remember Ezra and Nehemiah, many Jews did not. And so the book of Esther is about a Jewish community living in Susa, the capital of Persia, uh, which is now Iran in 475 BC. And it's also about Queen Esther, a beautiful young Jewish woman who became the second wife of King Xerxes. Esther's cousin, Mordecai, the man who had raised her after her parents died, cautioned her not to tell the king about her nationality. Mordecai was in the king's favor after foiling a plot to assassinate the king, but when he refused to bow down to the king's advisor, Haman, Haman conceived a plan to kill Mordecai and all the Jews. Being unaware of his wife's Jewish heritage, the king went along with Haman's plan and Haman set up gallows on which Mordecai was to be hung. Mordecai appeals to Esther to go to the king to plead for the case of the Jews. 
Esther hesitates because approaching the king without a royal decree was according to Persian law, a crime worthy of punishment by death. But Mordecai said to her, don't think that just because you live in the king's house, you are the Jew who would get out of this alive. If you persist in staying silent like at a time like this, help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from someplace else. But you and your family will be wiped out. Who knows? Maybe you were made queen for a time such as this. Queen Esther reconsiders and re the request that the, uh, that the Jewish people in Susa fast for three days. She said that if you do this, I'll go to the king, and even though it's for forbidden, if I die, I die. After she and the rest of the, rest of the Jewish community fasted and prayed for three days, Esther told the king uh, that she would have a request for him at the banquet that night. And during the banquet, she bravely told the king that if he killed all the Jews, he would also have to kill her, and tells him that the reason Haman wanted to kill all the Jewish people. The king was enraged, and Haman was hanged from the very gallows that he had set up to kill Mordecai. Queen Esther and Mordecai were given uh, Haman's estate, and they were honored, and a decree was written to protect all the Jews. Though she was not a mother, Queen Esther mothered the people uh, with courage, sacrifice, and love. And in the midst of this crisis, she humbled herself and was willing to put the needs of others above her own, even risking her very life. She submitted to the wisdom of God, and she was a, an obedient servant to his plan. So you don't need to have given birth to a child in order to display the traits of a loving mother. For the Bible does not reserve motherhood only for women with biological children. Rather, it describes mothers as those who epitomize empathy, kindness, compassion, generosity, peace, wisdom, discernment, courage, and love, as Esther did for her people, her family, over 2,000 years ago. And so many of you do just today at a time such as this. So happy Mother's Day to all of you who are bi biological moms, adoptive moms, foster moms, aunts, single dads, grandparents, nannies, step-parents, caregivers, teachers, nurses, and aid workers. Also those who mother their own parents through sickness and old age. And don't, let's not forget pastors, Sunday school teachers, mission workers, mentors, ministers, and all those who provide nurturing and love beyond, beyond expectations. You do it because you have a transformed heart. You do it because you love, and which is what is so desperately needed, especially in a time such as this. The current crises in our, uh, in our land requires similar courage, sacrifice, and love. 
qualities that sometimes in our own humanity and strength, we think that we are not capable of doing and or delivering. It calls on us to rely on our faith and our dependence on Jesus as never before. Many moms have been forced into incredible juggling acts, continuing to work, sometimes remotely, while becoming homeschool teachers, activity directors, nurses, nurses, and oftentimes caregivers. And oh, by the way, who's making breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Still others who put their lives on the line every day, working outside the home in hospitals, healthcare facilities, have found themselves tasked beyond their normal job responsibilities. As they befriend patients, many nurses become the intermediary to keep families informed about and in touch with the relatives that are not allowed to visit. And all too often, it is the devoted healthcare worker who is holding the hand of an ailing or dying patient, keeping them from feeling too alone. Then there are the countless essential workers and volunteers who day after day put themselves and their families at risk in order to support their communities and neighbors. Many of you are on the list or know someone is on the list and you are our sheroes and heroes and mothers to us all. Please remember that we can all volunteer. No gesture is too small. We can help a neighbor who need, may need groceries, a prayer call to comfort a friend, donations to various charities and food charities, just to name a few. The needs are many. I would like to read our New Testament text again. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. Love does not brag about one's own achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in its own honor. Love is not ir easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes fear as defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues which will one day fall, fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. <coughs> of all the characteristics of motherhood, the most enduring characteristic is love. As I think of my role as adoptive mom to Tyler and stepmom to Aaron and Lisa, and stand in the gap mom to my nieces and nephews, Ernie, Lorena, Tiffany, Henry, and Michael, grandmom to Lauren, and all those children that God has placed in my heart that I've taught and prayed for, love fills my heart. Being a mom in its many forms by far 
is the best role that I've ever done. Love beyond what I believe I have the capacity to give. Love that I know I was not doing on my own. Love that required a dependence on God. And I'm sure that many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I think about my own mom, the one characteristic, the one word that rings so clear, it fills me either, even to this day to take it in, is love. Last night we had a family Zoom call. And in honor of Mother's Day, we asked the question, what are the characteristics of our mother that has lifted us and carried us during a time such as this? And we all said the same one word, love, and we added solid, unmovable, had the spirit of, you know, gathering her five children and so forth. I remember, you know, the card for, and the second verse she had on this card was, came from Isaiah 41:13, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will strengthen you. And so it was that, that soulful, solid rock that she knew exactly where her help came from, was coming from and where our help is coming from. And it's the remembrance of the sacrificial character of a mother's love. Just like Esther, who was willing to sacrifice her life for her people, just like the first responders during the pandemic, and just like Christ, who was the sacrificial lamb for the whole world. <coughs> yes, love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. I recently heard a TV commercial that captured the sentiments of Mother's Day 2020, and it goes like this. When things are at their worst, we can always count on our moms to be at their best. While the world around us is hunkered down in fear, they are the ones on the front line and making the new normal just a little bit normal. All, the, all in the hopes that from years from now, when kids look back on this time, they won't think about fear or uncertainty. They'll tell stories of playing ball in the house and not getting into trouble, and about epic birthday parades and social distancing dance-offs and uninterrupted family dinners. They'll remember that when everyone was being homeschooled, they just didn't learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. They learned what really matters in life. Love, laughter, and a good internet connection. And during this time, when we're all told to stay apart, they'll find that somehow we've all grown a little bit closer. So one day, when this madness is finally over, when the new normal becomes the normal, our children will one day tell stories about how in the spring of 2020, the world did not stop. It kept spinning and moving forward, fueled by one of the most powerful forces on earth, a mother's love. 
So what have you learned about what really matters in life? And what stories do you hope to tell about the spring of 2020? What stories do you hope to pass on to the next generation? The book of Esther invites us to see that God can and does work in the real mess, the very real crises and moral ambiguity of human history. He uses the faithfulness of flawed and morally compromised people to accomplish his purposes. The book of Esther asks us to be willing to trust God's providence, even when we can't see it working, to hope, no more than hope, to know that no matter how bad things get, God is with us, strengthening us and holding us, and he's committed to redeeming his world. So for at a time such as this, motherhood calls, love calls. We are called to rely on our faith and our dependence on Jesus as never before. But for as much as our mothers love us, Jesus loves us more. And he extends to all his children to join him in the body of believers. He is our greatest joy, and he is our greatest gift. So it just takes one small step, that one step to say to Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. That one small step sometimes is the hardest step to take, but it only takes an open heart, an open heart to take that one step and call, come forth and say, Jesus, here I am, a sinner saved only by your grace. Teach me, move me. I want to become one of your own. And what a wonderful thing to do on Mother's Day. Have a blessed Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that Deacon Diana just described in her message. What a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day message. This song is a tribute to you.
you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.